0: All right, M12, how are we doing tonight? Awesome. It is great to be with you guys. Welcome back. If this is your very first time at M12, we are so glad that you guys are here. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is Nathan, and I am one of the leaders here. This month, we have been in our series called Activate, and it's all about how things can happen in your life that can either activate your faith or they can dissolve your faith. And the only thing that we get to control is how we react to those situations. So tonight, M12, we're going to talk about a specific topic, and that is this. How do you treat those people who say one thing but do another? Now, I I absolutely hate it when people say one thing and do another because it's just annoying, it's frustrating. There's inconsistencies, and I start to trust it a little bit less. Just like these pictures that I'm about to show you. They say one thing, but they do another. And I start to trust these things a little bit less. So let's check it out. First one. Always open, and it's closed. They had one job, and that was to say open all the time, but they're closed right now. I just trust it a little bit less. All right, let's go to the next one. This person who's thinking safety first, but they're like Spider Man climbing on the wall. Who would do that? Who would try and set up a, a sign like that? Right, because you guys are a little bit crazy. All right, let's keep going on to the next one. These people who are going to a gym, but they're riding the escalator right on up. They say they care about their fitness, but they gotta save their energy for the actual workout, right? Who would do this? Any of you guys? Would you guys? Oh, of course, of course. America. Gosh, I love America. All right, and then this one. Who hates it when people do this? See, everybody says that they hate this, but everybody does it. Raise your hand if you've ever done this before. See, we say one thing. We say we hate this, but we do it anyway. We say one thing, but do another. And guys, listen up. Listen up, M12. This can happen in daily life. Hey, M12, listen up. Bring it on back. This can happen in daily life, but it can also happen in the church world too, I remember when I was growing up and I was in middle school and I was in high school, I started going to church and, and you know what? A lot of my friends started saying one thing and doing another. They would show up, I'd see them on Sunday morning, engage with God, worshiping, and then I'd see them the next day at school, making bad decisions, making fun of people. And I started to trust it a little bit less. And M12, listen up. And it started to play a toll on my faith. I started to trust God a lot less because I saw people who were saying one thing and doing another, and it was confusing. And guys, here, being a part of the church, we're supposed to be one team, one community going after God. But sometimes we can say one thing and do another, and it causes us to trust things a little bit less because we're listening to people and what they have to say. So I want to challenge you guys with a phrase tonight, and that's this. It's follow him, not them. It's in your notes. Follow him, follow God, not what people have to say. Because sometimes we can put too much faith in what people have to say, and it can distract us, and it can make us confused about what it means to follow Christ. Christ. So follow him, not them. Because what happens is, guys, this, this is what happens. M12, listen up. This is what happens, is that sometimes we can put too much faith in someone else, and then we can be let down by them. And what happens is that we start to be confused about what it means to be a Christian. And let me tell you, if you've not already been disappointed by someone, you will be disappointed by everyone in life. Your parents will disappoint you. Your teachers will fall short. Your coach that you love will fall short. Even your small group leaders, myself, we will disappoint you. Because I have a history of saying one thing and doing another. Like, even in middle school, I remember I was, I was kind of a short kid. Anybody else in a short kid in here? Are right, you going to have to raise your hand a little bit higher? Because your arms aren't as long as. I'm just kidding. There's hope for you guys. There's hope for you guys. Look at me. See, I didn't, break, I didn't break five feet till after seventh grade. I didn't break five feet till after seventh grade. And I got picked on a lot for my height. I got picked on a lot. And I hated it. I hated when other people picked on me. But, guys, guess what? There was, one, there was like maybe one other kid who was shorter than me in the entire grade so i started to pick on him i didn't pick him on, on pick about pick on him no i didn't pick on him about i didn't pick on him about his height but i started to pick on him and and I, he, here's what happened guys i said one thing i said i hated when people picked on other people but i started to do the same thing we all have a history of letting people down and see dealing with people is hard in general but I've, I've spent a lot of times in student ministry, either attending or working in student ministry. And guys, there's been a lot of people who have said these phrases. A lot of people who have walked away from church because of people who are saying one thing and doing another. Listen to what they've said. Maybe you've said this too. I know that I've said this at some point in my life. Maybe you said, I don't get along with the people in my small group, so I'm just not going to go to small group. Maybe you said, my student ministry is full of fake people. These people pretend to be one thing at church but then they're another thing at school. Church is full of judgmental people. I feel like I'm always being talked about or looked at as if I'm a less than. Or maybe you expected Christians to just be nicer. Let me tell you, so did I, because I expected myself to be nicer. Even Gandhi said this. He said this. He said, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ." See, Gandhi, who wasn't even a Christian, understood that it was Christ that he liked, not Christians. He put faith in the right person, God. He knew that God was the example. He knew that Christ was the example, not other people. So when people disappoint you, you can't let that distract your faith, confuse you. And and so here's the question. What do you do when you encounter people who say one thing but do another in church? What do you do with hypocrites? And all a hypocrite is is someone who says one thing and does another. And again, we've, and we've been in this series called Activate, and we've been looking at a, a guy named Peter. N12, listen up. We've been looking at a guy named Peter, and we, we've been looking at how we can learn from the life of Peter, and we're going to learn about how Peter dealt with people who said one thing and did another. So we're going to look at one story. In one particular instance, Peter, he was hanging out with a guy named Cornelius. All right, can we all just agree that Cornelius is a weird name? Like, I would have been embarrassed in kindergarten trying to, like, write that Cornelius. Like, that would have been so tricky. Or just being made fun of growing up. Like, yeah, my name's Cornelius Benefield. Like, Cornelius, it's a, it's a nerdy name. So, whatever. Guys, bring it on back. Bring it on back. Cornelius. So, Peter, Peter and Cornelius, they're hanging out. Peter and Cornelius, they're hanging out. They're talking about church. They're talking about God. Maybe they're talking about sports. I don't know what sports they had back in Bible times. Like, they probably just, like, played catch with rocks and stuff. But... I don't know what they did. They didn't have baseball. They didn't have football. But this is what happened. People found out that Peter and Cornelius were talking about God together, and they got mad. All right? It doesn't really make sense that so they got mad, but people got furious at Peter for talking to Cornelius. So we're going to figure out why. We're going to j- jump into Acts chapter 11. Open up to 1103. Page 1103 in your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, look under your chair, and there's a Bible right there for you. So Acts chapter 11, verse 1. Page 1103. See, people were so mad at Peter because Cornelius, he was a religious guy, but he was a Gentile, meaning he came from a different background than Peter and all of his friends. And see, the people thought of Gentiles as impure. They came from a different background. They weren't even allowed into the temple building, which would have been their church. So imagine if we didn't let people come into M12 because of what their background was. That's how exclusive they were. And so for the Jews to be so casual, Peter, he was a Jew, it, for him to be so casual about hanging out with another guy of a different background, it raised some eyebrows. It would have been like at your schools, if somebody in the popular crowd started to uh, hang out with somebody in the outcasts. You know, people would have noticed because the, it would have seemed like the popular kids would have everything together, and the outcasts are kind of weird. So when they grew, like started to, to hang out with each other, it raised some eyebrows, and people got really mad. So we're going to jump into verse 1, follow along in Acts chapter 11. This is what happened. It said, the apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that Gentiles had also received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. You see, at that time, Jewish people thought they were God's favorite people. They thought that they were God's favorite people. And they they thought they were like some sort of secret club. Did anybody else have a secret club growing up? Like you had like certain rules of people that could get in and some people that couldn't. Like maybe if you were a guy, like maybe if you were a guy, like the only way you could get in or stay in is if you could do a certain amount of push-ups in a minute. Or maybe like if you were a girl, like you had weird rules, like on Wednesdays we were pink, you know, like some weird weird (laughs) rules like that. Right. And so maybe they thought it was some sort of secret club that they had and nobody else was allowed into it. So people got really upset with Peter because he was so casually just hanging out with these guys. And Cornelius was an outsider. He didn't look. He didn't fit the mold of what a Christian was supposed to look like. And they were judging Cornelius, and they were judging Peter. And it caused a lot of drama. Anybody else have drama in their life before? (laughs) Yep. Yep, everybody. And see, this is what Peter decided to do. When people were causing drama in Peter's life, he had already decided that he would follow him, not them. When other people are saying things at you, when they're saying things behind your back, which is what they were doing for Peter, he had already decided that he would follow God no matter what in 12. Listen up. He, would already, he already decided that he would follow him, not what the other people are saying. Because Peter knew that people are going to let you down. People are going to annoy you. They're going to confuse you. Beard problems. All right. So they're going to annoy you. They're going to confuse you. And we all know that to be true, right? There's things that annoy us. There's things that annoy me, so I want to see some of you guys raise your hand if, if, you, if some of the same things that annoy me also annoy you, all right? So here's a list. People that you follow on Instagram, but they don't follow you back. You're like, my ratio is entirely off. Like, I'm going to give them a week to follow me back. Come on, you're not going to give a follow back? I'm just kidding. That doesn't actually bug me that much. All right, what about this one, guys? People who talk all throughout movies. Anybody else that bugs them? You're like, dude, shut your yapper. I am trying to watch a movie right now. But, but this is where it switches, guys. It's magically okay to talk whenever we want to talk during a movie, right? Right, that's how it works. Or what about this one? In text, things that annoy me when I get hurt. You know, when people don't respond back in text. Oh, my goodness, awful. And it's so scary, guys. I know you've all been there. Like when you're starting to get to know someone, like in a relationship, it's been like 30 minutes, and you're like, oh, crap, it's over. It's either over or they're dead. It's one or the other. Like, it's scary where our minds go. Or what about this one? When people just text back the letter K, you're like, dude, that was it? You are lazy enough. You only could text back one letter. That's awful. And, guys, listen up. M12, shh. Like, my mom's just, she's just trying to learn how to text right now. So, so sometimes I'll be like, hey, mom, love you. And she'll be like, K. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, mom, do you even love me anymore? It's just because she sucks at texting. It's not because she doesn't love me, guys. Anybody else's parents just kind of awful at texting? Right. Or what about this last one? Things that annoy me. Is that when people leave trash everywhere, does that annoy anybody else? Right. It probably doesn't annoy a lot of you guys because a lot of you guys are the ones leaving trash. So please, after service, pick up the trash. We don't want to pick up after you. All right, so bring it back, M12. Bring it back. Bring it back. So... There's things that people do that annoy us, and these are some light examples, but, be, but people do a lot of things that hurt us and they annoy us. Peter knew that people were works in progress. The goal is not perfection. He knew that people would disappoint him. He knew that people would let him down, and he'd already decided that he would follow him, not them. He knew that when people disappointed him, he would continue to follow God and not look to what people said. And he wasn't going to let immature people distract him from what God had for him. He wasn't going to do that. See, people, Peter knew that people need Jesus. In fact, I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and say, you need Jesus. Jesus. All right. Now I want you to turn back to your other neighbor and say, I hate it when he makes us talk to our neighbors. I know, I hate it too. And so I'll bring it back. We all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. That's what I'm trying to get at, is that Peter knew that everybody would disappoint him. And he would disappoint people at some times too. But he had grace for them. He didn't, he didn't let their immaturity cause a fight. No, what he did is he extended grace to them. So we're going to look at Peter's uh, reaction to when people were talking behind his back. This is what he said in verse 17. He said, so if God gave the same gift he gave us who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? See, Peter's challenging their beliefs. He's saying, who am I to decide who gets God's love? It's not up to us to judge. It's God's. So when other people are talking behind our backs, it's God's to judge. It's not us to judge. We extend grace and forgiveness because the same gift of forgiveness and salvation is available for everyone, not just the secret club of people who are in the church. That means us as well, m well. 12. This isn't just for us. This is for people everywhere. And so look at the response in the next verse. He says, when they heard this, hey, there's no, there's no talking involved in this. You're just following along. So in verse 18, it said, When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, even to the Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. It's kind of like a mic drop moment where they finally understood that God was for everybody. He wasn't for just one secret club. He was for everybody. God's forgiveness isn't for just one group of people. It's for everybody because we're all on the same team. And so, guys, I want you to know this that for for those of us that have received Christ as our Savior, we have to remember that we were first forgiven of so much. We were first forgiven of so much. So when you're quick to judge, remember of what you were forgiven of. Because God's gift is for everyone, M12. God's gift is for everyone. And for everyone in the room, you have to do this. You have to put your faith in Jesus instead of putting your faith in other people. Because people will disappoint you. And when people are talking behind your back, you have to look to God and not just follow what other people are saying. You can't let other people's immaturity distract you from what God has for you because we all need help. We all need help, kind of like in a hospital. You know, whenever people go to a hospital, they need help. Does anybody else get freaked out about hospitals, though? Is that just me? See, maybe that's because because I was a very accident-prone child, you know, like I was there so many times. I've been stitched shut. I've been stapled shut. I've been glued shut. I've broken both my arms. I've been there for sicknesses. I've been sick a lot. And so if maybe I get freaked out by hospitals. And this is what happens listening. I'm Whenever I went into a hospital, I got freaked out about the other people's sicknesses. I was just like, oh, my goodness, look at that person. Like, they're way worse off than I am. And here I am, like, bleeding out and stuff. And I'm, and I'm judging other people about, like, oh, they're sick. And I feel like I'm going to get sick, too, because it's messy, But it doesn't make sense for me to think about everybody in a hospital being better. People go to a hospital to get better. Even Jesus knew this. We're going to take a look at Luke 5.31. Jesus said this. He said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Even Jesus knew this. And guys, let me tell you, we are all spiritually sick, and we are all spiritually hurting, and we all need a doctor. We all need help. It's not just some people. Are gross or worse off than us. We have our own injuries. And so, guys, I want you to think about the church like a hospital. I want you to think about if we are coming here, everybody needs help. Because the church is where somebody finds healing. And we're all here for the same reason. We can't go into the church thinking that everybody else is sick and we're the only ones who are fine. We're all in the same place and we all need healing. So, guys, I want you to, to know this: the church is a hospital for the hurting. The church is a hospital for the hurting. Go ahead, write it down in your notes. The church is a hospital for the hurting and the spiritually sick. And we're all messed up and we need help. It's not just some people. See, not everybody who walks into these doors is saved. And if that's you in the room, keep coming back. This is a place for you. We want you to ask questions. We want you to connect with other people and learn about God. This place is for you. And maybe there's some people in this room who have followed, chosen to follow God but we're saying a lot of things that don't match up with our actions. Maybe we've been stuck in a cycle of sin and we need to get our lives back on track. Maybe it's about time you get right with God and your actions start following what you're actually saying about who you follow. Maybe that's what you need to do. And guys, here's what you need to know is that we're all on a journey. We're all at different places in our journey, but we're all on a journey. Hey, I'm 12, listen up. We're all in different places in our journey, and so we can't let that distract us because if people haven't disappointed you yet, they're going to, and when things come up, you have to choose to follow him, not them. You have to choose that, and so I don't want just this to be a, a talk for follow him, not them. I want to give you guys some practical ways to follow God. First one is this, is follow Jesus. Last week, we talked about being a fan or a follower, and we talked about, hey, if Your friends weren't to go to M12. Would you still go? Are you a fan here? Are you just here for your friends? Are you committed to God? Because when you put your faith in friends, M12, when you put your faith in friends, they'll let you down. And when you put too much faith in your friends, it's a very dangerous thing because it can distract you from your relationship with God. You have to look to God. And when people are talking behind your back and causing drama, you have to look to Jesus. Instead of looking down on people, look up to Jesus, not look down on other people and judge them. Extend grace and forgiveness to them. That's the next thing, because people are going to hurt you. Forgive everyone every time. Forgive everyone every time. That's one of the biggest expressions of humility, is to forgive other people. Because we were all forgiven first. And so it doesn't make sense for us to judge other people and what they're doing and and say everything else is worse than us. Because we are all in need of God's forgiveness. Forgive everyone every time. People will disappoint you, and it's not easy, and it's easy for other people's distractions and other people's immaturity to turn you away from God. Forgive everyone every time. And guys, here's the last thing I want you guys to do, is that if the church is like a hospital for the hurting, invite a friend. Invite a friend here to M12, because you guys all have friends who don't know God. And if they do know God, then everybody still needs healing. Everybody, including myself, still needs a continued relationship with God. And so you know people who need help, who are spiritually hit, sick and spiritually hurting, and they don't know what to do with it. But guys, let me ask a question. Just by raising hands, you don't need to talk. Who's, who here has had their life improved by coming to M12? A lot of us in the room, including myself. See... A lot of us have grown. And so even though there's things that are going on, maybe you guys guys have drama in your small groups. Maybe you have things that are going on behind the scenes. But guys, listen up. Something good is happening here. We watched people get baptized earlier. God is doing incredible things here. Because if the church is like a hospital, people are supposed to be getting better. And people are getting healthier here. And so we have an awesome opportunity for you guys to invite a friend next week. We're having our M12 Summer Kickoff. Now it's going to be a ton of fun. There's going to be free food. There's inflatables, free t-shirts for you guys. And guys, this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to have a lot of fun. But let me tell you, the most important thing isn't the fun. And so listen up. The most important part is that people experience the grace and love of Jesus Christ. And so if you guys have friends who are lost and sick and hurting, invite them to come to M12 Summer Kickoff next week. So we're going to transition into a time of response and worship. I'm going to invite the band to come on up. and so here's what's going to happen. M12. Listen up, is that there's a question at the bottom of your notes. bottom of your bulletin, and that's this. It says that if the church is a hospital for the sick and hurting, how are you in need of healing? How are you first in need of healing? Instead of pointing to other people and saying, "Man, they, that person is so sick, they need some help. They need Jesus. You need to first look at yourself and say, how are you in need of healing? And maybe there's a couple ways. Maybe you've put too much faith in other people. Maybe you've put too much faith in other people and you need a perspective shift. So you need to ask God. You need to put your faith back in God. You need to follow Jesus. You need to follow him, not them. Maybe that's you in the room. Or maybe people have let you down and and you need to forgive somebody. Maybe somebody's hurt you, stabbed you behind the back, talked about you, That person that's coming to mind right now, that's who God is asking you to forgive. So maybe you need to find healing through that, forgiveness or or perspective shift. Here's the second thing I want you guys to do. It's not in your notes, but I want you to write down the name of one person you know that is spiritually sick or lost. And I want you to write that name down. And I want you to pray for that person because I want you to invite them to summer kickoff next week. So I want you to pray for that person. I want you to also invite them. Make it a commitment to invite that one person that you're thinking of to M12 Summer Kickoff next week. So guys, we're gonna transition into a time of response and worship. But first, let's all bow our heads and pray. Shh. God, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you that you're good and that you love these students so much. That you have more for them and that you're, you're never gonna let them down. God, I thank you that you are good. And these people have tough tough lives sometimes. And when things get tough, God, I pray that they will put their faith in you and not other people, that they'll always follow you and not follow other people. They'll put your, their faith in God and in you, Christ Jesus, instead of looking to other people. God, if they have forgiveness that they need to deal with, God, I pray that you'll give them the boldness to forgive other people. I also pray that you'll give them boldness to invite one person to M twelve summer kickoff. Help them think of some one one person that they can invite. God, I thank you for these students. Keep, continue to bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.